everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is a seasonal episode of Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanis. What does this have to do with spices and such? Mm. Uh, well, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's uh, freedom spice. We should have we should have grilled out for this episode. We should have had we should have had some hot dogs and some sparklers. Showing people your junk. I mean, isn't that what Ray does every Fourth of July? You said hot dogs and sparklers. I mean, that's just right there. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that you call your testicles sparklers, but like, <laughs> I guess they are flaming red. They, you know, I'm glad I don't know. I'm glad I have to take your word for that. Well, we are doing that for July 4th. We are, we will be cooking out and watching all of the neighborhood fireworks, a.k.a. Gina's nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chan, you could speak to it. It's legit. It is moderately terrifying. <laughs> uh, you're like in the middle of the like north-ish valley. So uh, you're kind of surrounded at a distance by uh hills and you know mountains and such so you can see for miles people shooting up their own fireworks that then reverberates back and it's kind of nuts yeah it took a while to get going last year and there i will say it again there was that one moment when robert clark tan in in our backyard and he turns to me and he just goes okay i get it now we're like driving back down the 170 and like pow, 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 just looking over explosions. And we're like, cool, man. We don't have to take the kid like downtown or That's to like the whole any deal. fancy ass park or drive to Santa Monica. We just like walk outside and it's, uh, uh, yeah, like a low key nightmare. Just be over a here. Low key nightmare. Uh, yeah, he steals yes. the infinity stone mm-hmm. that makes fireworks everywhere to yes. piss people on next door app off. Yeah, the Fireworks Stone is the uh, uh, unheralded younger brother of the Infinity Stones. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. I'm curious uh, for our listeners. Uh, do you embrace the fireworks of the 4th of July? Do they set them off in your neighborhood a lot like they do here? Or uh, would you hate it? Would you be the person like upset about your pets? Which is weird because my cats don't even like react to it at all. So maybe yeah. your dogs you know, need to grow a pair. Uh, that's why I don't like dogs. I mean, yeah. wh- that's like... Reason 412 why I don't like dogs. It's good. No, they're all, and they're all legitimate reasons. Right, Gina? Mm-hmm. Yep. Got the truth out of her, finally. Gina loves animals. Closet dog hater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so. do hate when dogs are in the closet. Yeah. No, yeah, be, be your true self, dogs. Come on, dude. That's what Pride Dog Month is for, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Chewy.com. Dogs yep. get a whole month. What do cats get? The other 11 months. <laughs> That's, it's pretty funny just, on a couple levels. We, we're, I mean, it, it, are we just going there? I mean, is this the way this episode's going to go? I'm um, Dan Bolito. Thank you. I'm Robert Clark, Jen. Look, here's <laughs> the deal. Thing? Here's the deal. Uh, I, I believe it was a, a listener, Justine Prudhomme, who uh, uh, dropped this on us. And I was like, yes. Uh, because it is a, you know, it's a seasonal episode and I try and get, um, a relevant 
cartoon for the holiday. I'm not going to let you lie like this to our listeners immediately. He's about to tell the story. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah he's okay. getting there. All right. Okay, I got my fact check right here. I got community notes ready to go for you. He's not such a man right now. Such a man ready to correct before you even hear the facts. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was like, yes, because I didn't want to have to do the work of going to look for one for myself. And so I'm like, Liberty's Kids, great, let's do it. And I looked at the uh, uh, all of the episodes and I was like, you know what we need to do? We need to do the one where Jefferson... Uh, air quotes apologizes for slavery um because it's the early 2000s so you get some nice uh, low-key bush era racism i thought that'd be a lot of fun to play with yeah and post then, 11 yeah uh the co-host of the show jump in and like you know what we need is we need the fourth of july because we won't hit it much on our head if we just do a cartoon about american history and the revolutionary war and I was like, you guys, I really need to talk to you about the fact that we got Bill Cosby to co-host this show, because I don't yeah. think that's going to do any favors for our viewership. I, I was just about to ask, is it problematic that Bill Cosby joined us? <laughs> that is fantastic. I mean, I feel like we should have taken a poll first amongst our, our listeners to see if that was something that they wanted. Content warning. There may be Bill Cosby on this episode. <laughs> I mean, you you have to expect that every episode. You never know when I'll pull, pull out my famous, my <laughs> patented, world famous Will Cosby impression. I, I'm not going to do it now. Jesus I, here's yeah, the I got thing: more saying saying that a, a show called Liberty's Kids is good enough, and that we shouldn't be doing the very specific Fourth of July episode for Fourth of July, is basically like saying, "Oh, we can do a." an episode of a winter show and call it a Christmas episode. That shit doesn't fly with me. Also, we don't know if that other episode was just as boring as this one. Uh, Okay. Again, given the time and given the place, I guarantee it would not have been. Uh, Also, like Christmas episodes, there are 8 million Christmas episodes. Do you know how many 4th of July specific cartoons there are? I mean, I, I bet there's a lot more our- than than what you think. I bet if I if I had a week, I bet I could find <laughs> ten cartoon episodes. Oh my god! July you think I spend episodes. a week on pulling episodes? For I, this well, show? I don't know what the hell you do with all your ample free time. I've got like four minutes a a month. Sounds to like spend a on the show, and I'm not going to spend it uh, doing your dirty work. Uh, listen, there's a lot of uh, content for Independence Day. I see a, a CGI Pac-Man called Pack to the Future on this list. Oh, my God. That maybe that would have been phenomenal. Done. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, a lot of mistakes happened uh, uh, on the on uh, on this whole thing. Like, first off, we let Chan uh, be in charge of it. Uh, first big, big red flag right there. Um, uh, I assumed when he said we have a listener suggested show i assumed they were a patron on patreon nope turned out not to be the case so all you patrons get in there and make some suggestions because we gotta make we gotta we gotta do a make good for you now um chan and then chan suggests liberty's kids a show that did 900 different episodes about the fourth of july and he gives us the Thomas Jefferson <laughs> slavery episode. And then I said, have the courage of your own convictions. 
watch that episode in addition to this one and tell us if it was a better choice for the show and he didn't even do it. If he doesn't have the courage of his convictions to watch or skim through a 22-minute cartoon, I believe he does not have the conviction to stand forward and say that it is a better choice, sight unseen, than this 4th of July episode we're doing for the 4th of July. What are we doing here? I you think the, the lesson here is me. that make the make the patrons do Chan's work for him. Suggest a holiday episode. Watch his kid. Cook his dinner. <laughs> uh, do you know how to make the perfect ramen yet? Learn it Runs. for Robert Clark Chan. Is that an option? Could I have been doing that all along? Learning how to cook ramen? I mean, probably. I mean, you probably already know how to make ramen, right, Chan? I assume... I assume you've got you were the one who taught me the uh, one drop of sesame oil trick. And don't you forget it. Yeah, I don't. True. I do that in my stir fries now. Guys, one drop of sesame oil is all you got to do. More than one drop. You fucked it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just- I don't think you uh, that's a good excuse for sticking your dick in the uh, stir fry. But like, go mm. you. I put yeah, more than one drop of sesame oil in. I mean, uh, ergo, I fucked it. Those two things can happen, Chan. Mm-hmm. You dip your so, sparklers in it. I didn't know about Liberty's kids. How dare you? I did <laughs> not know this, this was a show. This is a PBS cartoon from the early aughts. It's a yeah. post nine eleven, but done by Deke. Yeah. It's Deke. Yeah. So a all D- our Deke, Deke Andy cartoon. Hayward, the whole crew, the yeah. whole Deke crew is there making this. Yeah. So, yeah. Made yeah. by Deke for for uh, PBS Kids, which is like not a turns out not a great uh, combo. <laughs> <laughs> because it's on PBS, Deke has access to voice actors way above Whoa. the level of what Deke is accustomed Whoa. to. Oh, there's right? got to be some good Deke voice actors. Don't disparage voice actors who worked on Deke shows. No, I can this only, only this is, base it off G.I. Joe. This is basically stunt casting. I mean, they got Walter fucking Cronkite. Walter, not, not only Walter Cronkite, Chan, there were two other or three other Cronkites yeah, Billy credited Crystal was in, in their list. <laughs> Billy Crystal was in there, too. Ben Stiller is in there. And, I mean, uh, here's the thing. There was a time, there was like a time when PBS could get anyone. Like people, you know, like actors pretend to love, uh, you know, things like PBS. And they love it. Educational yeah. programming. Yeah. How many, how many uh, big timers uh, uh, have gone on like Sesame Street for God's sakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's, that's people. I think people genuinely love Sesame Street. I think actors pretend to love causes and pbs is one of those causes but well, walter cronkite 100 is going to do this because you know like he's a real g uh-huh. billy crystal like you know what maybe his like grandkids are you know like watching arthur or something he's like yeah okay i'll do that ben stiller is at that point you're like what the fuck is happening here yeah. we're gonna get Why an angry ben letter stiller? from ben stiller being like, you don't put me in the same category as Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. Sylvester Stallone was a real, Stallone. real surprise there. Yeah. And Gina, I actually, I want to take what you said a moment ago, one step further. I think actors love thinking they're doing something good for the world, but they're also very lazy and don't want to have to do very much at all. 
So doing VO for a PBS show is a, is right in that wheelhouse of like one hour's worth of work and feeling good about yourself afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I absolutely know what you're saying. <laughs> that is how I live my life. <laughs> like, look at me doing good. Yeah. <laughs> and it is you nonprofit. Like, if you, you're looking you to work at a nonprofit bags. with Robert Clark Chan, send him a message request on Facebook. Oh my God, Chan! That, as soon as you posted do, that, and people started tagging their friends in it, I was like, "This is why I don't post shit anymore." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I assume you posted it for people that you actually know, not just every fucker you know and like their seventeenth cousin. No, I mean, if, here's the thing: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, turn in all of the resumes i'm only gonna uh, i'm only gonna uh, uh put my imprimatur on the ones that i want to all right good all right, li- listen here if you're a listener of this show robert clark chan obviously <laughs> thinks you're a pretty cool person so this is calling out to you uh channing sherman delvin cox the whole crew uh brian rap if you're out there are you this is to- your chance to work with robert clark chan what is wrong with you ray you don't just pimp Chan out like that. You that ask how it him works? first. You ask his permission first. He put it on Facebook. I just assumed uh, because he didn't check that box saying I hold all these properties to myself. Facebook does not own my content. Uh, you know, you have to post that like every month or so or else Facebook gets control of all your pictures. Right. And so he didn't post that. So I assume this is public, uh, public knowledge. Mm. Mm. Here's the thing. All my shit's public. Thank you. So hit him up on mm. Twitter and the, Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> heartily endorse that policy. Shit. Anyway, let's play the theme song of Liberty's Kids because both uh, Gina called it out and it, she and I also wanted this. Oh, Th- yeah. Unquestionably. This is like, amazing. Uh, uh, it is the this highlight. Is, this is dog shit. Uh, it's very early 2000s pop. Um, you know, like, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just play it. Sure, and you feel you feel like the the big uh, chorus coming up. You know, yeah. you're gonna be bopping around, mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. Very standard uh, fare. Oh, hit that <laughs> note! See, now we kind of hit this chorus again. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're breaking it down. Declare it on the dotted line. Let's fill the gap for your freedom ring and patriotic voices sing. Red, white, blue, never give up. You represent America. Oh. Yeah, we had a freestyle. I was not expecting the rap in the middle. Shocking. I wrote here, oh my God, there's rap in the theme song. I mean, look, look, if, if, there, if that isn't proof, that uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda just straight stole all of Hamilton from PBS. Oh, I don't please. know. I don't know what it is. Much like uh, Michael Crichton stole Jurassic Park from GI Joe, yep. Sunbow era, mm-hmm. Liberty's Kids was stolen from by Lin Manuel Miranda to make Hamilton. Shame on you. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, like the very first place they go is Brooklyn Heights. And I'm like, in the Heights, he's stolen the Heights too. That <laughs> son of a bitch doesn't deserve any of his Tonys. <laughs> Uh, this is this is truly uh, delightful. Now, Gina, you said you've looked at the Wikipedia page for Liberty's Kids. What is happening on this show? Because I didn't understand how we got oh, here, who these God. kids are, or <laughs> like. And I assume that Liberty's Kids there's a, there's an a, a, a apostrophe in there, implying that there is a lady named Liberty, and these are her children who don't look anything alike, speak in different accents <sighs> completely. But there's also no one named Liberty. Gina, can I, you please can't. Your, your tell ignorance me. is giving me an ulcer, so I, I pass this on to Chan. This is final <laughs> season of Barry Confusing. I, I, you're, you're, I can't deal with. I can't deal with you right now. I, I need, mean, I you, need Chan you, to intervene. I read gonna, the Wikipedia. I, I need answers. All I'm gonna say is that uh, uh, this is again early 2000s diversity. Look at all the wide, vast variety of white people we have to a lot show of you. Different types of well, white look, people. Here's was, a French I mean, one. Here's to, a British one. To be one. fair, this the, we you don't want to really see the people of color uh, uh, around this era. What was going on in their lives at this time? Well, oh. there is one dude. His name is Moses. Very conspicuously, is just hanging around. Dropping yeah. like grammar tips to the writing. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, uh, they put in a black person who during this time would 100% be a slave. So I guess like the fact that they didn't make him a slave is progress. Well, they were I in get- Philadelphia, right? And I, you know, that was good i mean to be fair you notice he stayed indoors and away from everybody the entire episode that's not true he's riding horses with kids hmm. yeah yeah point. that was uh yeah. i just every time i noticed him he was like just kind of stepping out of a back room <laughs> which which would be the correct play for the record i just i have a feeling like halfway through this episode i was just like <laughs> Ray is not going to be is not going to know these things. And it's going to annoy me because this was a show for eight year olds. Uh, Oh, my God. And the relationship should be easy to follow. I'm sorry. I I was was scrolling through the Wikipedia because like I glanced at it earlier, but I didn't like I didn't I didn't look the uh, um, the names or the voice actors because I'm like, I'm sure that there's celebrities and whatnot and then i see like dustin hoffman i'm like Uh uh-huh god God bless it then i saw fucking norman schwarzkopf Mm -hmm. storman norman desert storm desert storm i'm like my god this is nuts the curveball i saw in the closing credits really quick was uh, a former oakland a's and san francisco giants starting pitcher barry zito I just realized that this opening theme is performed by Aaron Carter. What? Wow. Well, that explains why it slaps and that there's a rap number in it. Yeah, I mean it kind of does. They got they got like a legit like kid like teen Disney star to do it. You get House of Carters in your uh, historical uh animation, you are doing it right. Yeah, I mean He's not, he himself isn't doing so well right now. So is anybody going to tell me what the relationship of these people is? Oh, okay. The other thing as I was skimming through was I, I saw Moses, this character. Cause I'm uh-huh. like, it felt a little magical Negro, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just gonna, I'm going to see yeah. what they got. Uh, this character was born in Africa, 
okay. brought in chains as a slave, sold in South Carolina. Because of his ingenuity, he learned to read, forge metal, and buy his freedom from his master. Just, you know, the good, Ooh. kind Southern folk who lived here at the time who were just letting people go, letting their uh, property learn to read and then freeing them after they had become uh, skilled blacksmiths. Um, I'm, like I said, there would have been some real interesting stuff going on if we had watched the correct episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is a, this is a show for children that Ray did not understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's Liberty's kids apostrophe. Uh, and, and there's no one named Liberty uh, Chan, and these you... kids have nothing to do with each other. And I, I don't can't... know why they're here. I can't tell how much of this is a bit and I, my ulcers acting up. Yeah, no. Uh, I still uh, would like. I'm. I, do I? I'm gonna have to look it up for myself. You guys. Like, I mean, Chan, can you just please just explain it to him? <laughs> You're gonna make me read, Chan, and you know how unhappy that makes me. The, the Revolutionary War was, in a sense, the birthing of liberty upon the North American continent. Never mind that there was liberty already. The people living here before we came and uh, dropped the. Chan, uh, leave your leave your hippie <laughs> politics out of it. Just explain to the dumb dumb what's going on. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, look, I don't know uh, uh, why your ulcer is only reacting to Ray, <laughs> but uh, I'm about to bring in some fucking leftist shit that's going to make I, you rich. That's fine, <laughs> but for the, I need dumbass. a one sentence explanation to Ray of what <laughs> is going because for some reason he does he doesn't understand that kids can be friends. He also doesn't mm. understand what liberty is or lady no. liberty or American mm. liberty mm-hmm. and or why America. it would have an apostrophe. Yeah. Okay, and never I mind. I can't. I will. I am trying not to drive to his house and murder him. So <laughs> I, I came with the assumption that there was some sort of time travel device. Like what? they went back in time that would, uh, for, to, for their class so they that could would like, learn sense. about history. Like that's I mean, where my brain immediately started. What that's hell, not what, what happened. In this episode and the way they speak and the way they interact with anyone would give you <laughs> that impression. It, no, because I, I came in with that impression. Yeah. And then nothing I saw technically disproved it, even though it was very hard to make work. Uh, would, you mean, okay. It would have been better if it had been, I think, like a sort of magic school busy kind of thing because- what they were trying to do was like, hey, look, here's some kids who actually lived at the time. And there's a British girl yes. who's like a royalist. And then there's like this uh, young upstart who, American who wants to be a journalist. And so he's, you know, like real inquisitive and whatnot. And then there's this uh, French kid. Fucking French. <laughs> like like supposed to represent, you know, the uh, our allies that would be coming to save us. I, and I, uh I do like this aspect. Apparently, the, the, the entirety of the show spans 16 years with these kids who proceed to not age a day. Again, but Benjamin Franklin what the fuck ages are you talking about? That is every cartoon. That is but every cartoon. Do I get to finish the thought? Because Benjamin <laughs> Franklin ages every single time. I think he's cursed to age extra to keep their youth. That's Benjamin Button, not Benjamin Franklin. Excuse Different me. shows. <laughs> same, plot. same plot, but different. You know. 1773 to 1789. Also appearing in this show, according to the wiki, we didn't say Arnold Schwarzenegger, Liam Neeson, Whoopi Goldberg, Ralph Fiennes, Rafe Fiennes, excuse I, me. I said both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Liam oh. Neeson. Thank you for I didn't hear you say either again. of those names. I just got, I heard you say Stallone like 20 times in a row. <sighs> 
So wait, so there's a time, where's the time machine? That's what I'm not getting. I'm so not, anyway, I'm not uh, seeing it. This was, uh, yeah. Crazy this one, two, show. this was, uh, uh, got two daytime Emmy noms. I mean, granted daytime Emmys, uh, not, yeah. not too hard, but yeah, no, still. I, I have one of those. Yeah. I, I'm sure we've all got one in a closet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. It's we were just my like, what do trophies. I, what do I do with this? I don't want to put it on display. It's embarrassing. What sucks <laughs> is it looks just like a regular Emmy, but then if people look at it close, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're like this does not count towards your egot. Wait a minute, is this engraving done in crayon? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, Daytime okay. crayon. Well, we open up the way all the most powerful dynamic cartoons open up with like three straight minutes of exposition, and I was having a hard time because the show wanted me to know where every single character who I didn't know who they were. They wanted me to know what they were all doing. Wait a minute. Are you Through... talking about the part where they're like, coming up in this episode, like this happens and this oh, happens? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I did enjoy that. that. That was a real Battlestar Galactica flair. <laughs> I was thinking about turning it off. But once oh they God, spent... Did Battlestar Galactica steal that from Liberty's Kid? <laughs> no, I think they <laughs> Every did. Every TV show oh. traces its roots back to <laughs> 2001's Liberty's Kids. <laughs> I, think this is, uh, I think we're stumbling on something accidentally. <laughs> um and they did but they spent like a minute and a half telling me what i was about to see and i'm like this show's only 22 minutes long what are you doing i mean it is the whole point is to like teach american history which is i mean to the target demo boring as shit so you gotta sort of do what you can to make it interesting i i respect them for for those things they're doing I, it was cool. I mean, we, like, we opened with George Washington and then a whole bunch of exposition about where each of the characters, who I don't know who they are, is. Uh, we find out that uh, the kids uh, say that they work for the Pennsylvania Gazette newspaper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, they finally say, look. True? What do you mean? What do you mean? Is the Pennsylvania Gazette a real newspaper that is employing children these to go off on their own across the country? These kids aren't real. Also, These yes, the, pe- real. The, the Pennsylvania Gazette is real. It, it Wait was... a minute. No, sorry, Gina, go ahead. No, yeah, the Pennsylvania Gazette is real. And okay. also, there were no child labor laws at this time. So, But, but the children are real? Wait, the children list. are like, this is like this is like the sixth sense? These children well, are dead? I can't, are these, I, are these real questions? Because I no, think there is seriously wrong, there's something seriously wrong with your brain. Ray doesn't trust that uh, we have anything to talk about for this cartoon. So he's trying okay. to uh, generate some like fake uh, uh, conflict. No, you just said the kids aren't real. This is like Fa- a, founded confused. in seventeen, founded in seventeen twenty eight. Pennsylvania wow. Gazette. Good job, Pennsylvania Gazette. It's a pity what's mm. happened to it, uh, but you know, I just assume. Well, it 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 uh it it was from seventeen twenty eight to eighteen hundred. So I think that it probably went uh, went through some restructuring after that. And now it's the Epoch Times, ladies and gentlemen. Caught out by uh, Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real shame. Uh, George Washington, you know, they see uh, 18,000 Hessian troops. Those are yeah. German troops in alliance with the King of England. Fucking headbanging to... their way onto the shore. Uh-huh. Yes. Here to, here, to, here to bang on America and make them get in line. And this is where George Washington says, we need a declaration of independence. That'll change things. <laughs> And then he turns to the camera and goes, I got the titular line of the episode. 
<laughs> it, it was crazy when they did that. I couldn't believe it. I still want to know, Chan, why are these kids not real? I'm still very... Why would you say that when you already know I'm I'm having trouble? Because uh, Legion. Look, I think I finally understand episode one of Legion, except for, like, why is there a Bollywood dance number? I still am never going to understand that. I, My point I'm trying to make here is they need a horse. They need a horse to get to Ben Franklin. Everyone has needs. That's good writing. Uh, ben Fra- George Washington needs a declaration of independence. The kids need a horse. Uh, uh, and then they go to the guy with the horses and they go, hey, we just saw 18,000 Hessians. We need a horse to go tell Ben Franklin that the revolution is upon us. And it turns out those dastardly horse traders were Tories and traitors. Tories. And they kidnapped, kidnapped one of those children. This is a pretty low-key kidnapping, by the way. It's resolved pretty quickly. They don't rough that kid up at all, which is like, if you're going to kidnap, at least bruise the cheek or something. Like, give a hard slap. Like, don't just fucking... It's such a weird, like, uh, um, pussyfooting around. Like, they're Tories, so they're, you know, kind of bad because they want to stay part of England, but also they're Americans, so we can't have them just be like, you're like, I'm going to bend you over and fuck you up the ass, little boy, because I'm <laughs> a fucking anti-revolutionary uh, or something like that. And it just it seems real weird that they're, like, doing something way over the line, like, I'm going to kidnap a child. And then, like, <laughs> just, like, mellow it out. It's like, oh, no, he's just hanging out, just, like, I don't know, eating fish sticks in the barn. Yeah, like, he <laughs> is just as pristine. Like, he's not even rumpled. I, like, I would have settled for, like, his shirt to be untucked or something, implying that they, like, jarred him roughly. But yeah. there's nothing. He, like, wanders out. I think he, the idiot is, like, smiling. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's like, this is going to make a great story. Got kidnapped, put in a barn, asked politely to go into a barn by some Tories. I think they might not have even have locked the door. They're just like... Would you please just not come out this door? Like it, it's unlocked and, and nobody's guarding it. But just yeah, like, feel feel no, free to you? pet the horses while you're in there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he got he got to pet horses. That was pretty good. Um, um, also, I love that this fucking eight year old French kid does a single leg takedown on a two hundred and thirty pound grown ass. <laughs> he, <does. adult. laughs> he pulls a Jackie Chan and lets him take the jacket, like ties him up with it, and then like launches him. And I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> this is delightful." I gotta uh, admit, I the, fr- the French kid isn't in this a lot. Like, like we get a pretty clear, we get a pretty clear example. Like the the British chick is like super pro British. She's upsettingly pro British. American boy is like, what? I want to be a famous newspaper man, but I don't want to be literate. He's he's the <laughs> ray. He's the ray like of this words. situation. I I approve. The French kid is just like kind of like a little weasel that's like running places uh, like, hey, you guys, my friend got kidnapped. And it's like, what are you what's your what's your Frenchy, Frenchiness doing here? I mean, I mean, I, f- I feel like he's there so that like when we start talking about Lafayette and, you know, like the influence of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the French later on, we have like a POV character. But also, he's just like a fucking cousin Oliver at the same time. You're like, yeah, get yeah. to the shit where yes, you're useful. It does say yeah. in the Wikipedia that he's like, he, that, that the blonde kid looks on him like sort of like a, a little brother. 
but also like weird times because, you know, sometimes sometimes we're friends with the French. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we think we're friends with the French, but they're pretty friendly with Nazis also. So we're not we're not sure where we stand. Hard to say. They're confusing. I did like the fact that uh, uh, the Frenchy kid goes to get uh, American uh, Revolutionary War soldiers to come and get James, uh, the blonde kid, out of the barn where the Tories have him kidnapped. So they go over and they start banging on the door. And then the, the owner, the Tory, walks over and says, hey, that's private property. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god wait you listen to the listen to the description of this character uh henri richard maurice dutois lafabre <laughs> great uh uh is an energetic rambunctious eight eight-year-old french boy in 1773, Henri shares a, a similar tragic story as James several years earlier when he was six years old and still living in France. His parents made an arrangement with a merchant for seven what? years of labor in exchange for passage to North America. Whoa. However, three weeks later during the voyage, an illness broke out aboard the ship, killing half of those on board, including both of Henri's parents. The merchant oh decided to make Henri his cabin boy and treat him very cruelly uh, <laughs> until, until James and Moses discovered him locked in a cage. Oh, boy. Wow. wow. Why wow. do we got this PTSD backstory <laughs> on all the kids in this PBS show? This is outrageous. Wow. Uh, that does sound a little disturbingly like, uh, hey, look, white people were also enslaved, so it's oh, okay. No. <laughs> to be fair, Chan, look at the Irish. They had it rough at one point, too. <laughs> one of my favorite arguments from dumb racists. Oh, mm. my God. Stop uh, it. Stop it, you dumb racist. The weird thing is, like, he ha it says he has a similar, similar, like, terrible story to James, but James's description says nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> that blonde it's kid. just like, he works as an apprentice for Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I, I also like that the, the guy, the Tory gets caught red-handed. They're just like, yo, the kid was in there. He said you did it. Everything is lining up. And he just looks, he looks at the camera base and goes, well, there's nothing you can do about it. He just runs for the hills. I assumed we were going to see him again. Nope. Oh, that that is a good point. They really left that thread dangling there. Yes. I wonder That's if he enough. comes back like later in the series or something. Yeah, maybe he's a recurring villain or something. Every, he kidnaps the blonde kid every episode. <laughs> that would it's be funny phenomenal. because, uh, like, the Wikipedia entry says, like, the French kid is a mag quote a magnet for trouble. But I guess we we saw an episode where that's the where that's the exception where he actually like helps someone else out of trouble. Yes, I mean uh, he sort of does, but like in the worst fucking like he goes up to like fucking random ass soldiers and is all James. He's been taken prisoner by the blacksmith and some men. Uh, who's James? <laughs> what fucking blacksmith you're in a fucking world Look, full of blacksmith and men they live in a town with 10 people i think everyone True. knows who the blacksmith no, they're is fucking traveling all over like they're i don't know I, I don't i don't know any of the uh freeways on the east coast but it would be like if you just if they went up and down the five between los angeles and seattle just like hey can you real quick, like, go pick up one of our guys who's sick uh, in Portland, Oregon? By the way, 100% was convinced that dude was going to die. But we can talk about it when we get there. You know, oh, oh, yeah. You know, we'll talk about it. 
Now that you mention it, he calls him a blacksmith. I only saw a barn with horses. I didn't see a forge anywhere. <laughs> Uh, my guess then is that he is a uh, weed dealer. Like, no, no, yeah. no, no, I'm a blacksmith. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, I you know, go into uh, his blacksmith shop and there's just one can of beans and like a, an instant box of mashed potatoes that expired in 1989. And he's like, what? <laughs> Even in 1776, you get the cop's attention by using the word black. <laughs> sad, sad state of affairs. Um, so we we get to Ben Franklin's house and he's already there with their 15 year old redheaded girlfriend. Yep. That Six, made me very, very uncomfortable. Uh, very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it says, it says he has, he shows her feelings of what might be quote more than friendship. Wait, what? In the Wikipedia page. Wait, Wait Ben Franklin that- did. No, no. The little boy, uh, oh, James, okay. the 14 year old. He's, oh, it, it says it. he's frequently he's frequently taught like like he's he was reminded of his bad etiquette and poor table manners because Americans are disgusting by Sarah toward whom he shows feelings of what might be, quote, more than friendship. Uh, OK, I oh, thought sure. you meant Benjamin Franklin was doing that to a 15 year old and I was getting I more mean, he probably Hold was. On. Hold on. A, he's an eight year old kid. And yeah, like the 15 year old hottie that he lives with, of course, he's 14. Have, like, he's 14. Oh, James well, uh, is 14. Henry? The French kid is. Henri, yeah, J- James is fourteen. The girl oh, is James fifteen. Is, okay, sure, the, sure. the little boy, the Henri, is eight. Sarah Phillips uh, lives as a guest of Benjamin Franklin. Her mother, mm-hmm. Lady Phillips, remains in England and is a good friend to Doctor Franklin. Friend. Oh God, it's his kid. It I, is no, no. He, but she one hundred percent is his girlfriend. Was, taken over to be uh like a like a sex toy yeah oh, or, no. or wife i mean that that age that age gap would <laughs> be right at that time i mean it's gross it's it's not not gross but that's what was going on at the time i feel like ben franklin liked to do a lot of fucking around so he is uh, she wouldn't fair. be his wife but she would be a live-in mistress certainly uh well that's upsetting um uh, we have three resolutions we need to take to Congress. Uh, we Mr. A- talk to Mr. Dickinson about this whole like declaration of independence deal. He's like, well, this shit won't work. I mean, I don't even know why we're talking about it. The middle states won't do it. You know, states like New Jersey, Gina. <laughs> New Jersey's the one that saves the fucking day. Eventually. Delaware um, saves the day. We guess asthmatic is the only one that's saving them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just immediately, as soon as he's like, you know, we can't get New Jersey on board. All I could think of was just like, Gina's got a lot to answer for in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was definitely an ancestor of hers. We just really like tea, okay? And we didn't want our, we didn't want our supply to be shut down. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not even kidding. I, in my brain, there was a 50-50 shot. Someone was going to turn to the camera and be like, Lord Ippolito doth protest. <laughs> I was waiting for it, and it did not happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, did not happen. Mm-hmm. Also, I do want to say that, like, I want to admit that if uh, if this whole thing, if I were living back then, and instead of tea, it were coffee, that, uh, you know, like, they were, like, crazy tax-heavy, you know, and um, uh, I'd have to, like, throw a bunch of coffee into the Boston Harbor. Fuck that, man. I'm going to stay a monarchist. Yeah, see, coffee and tea through the roof. So you really needed to drink diet soda back then if you were really going to try to get ahead. Uh. I think we can all agree. 
I think I think Gina most of all agrees that that is Gina is a huge fan. Uh, Um, uh, I got her shirt that says "I love aspartame." uh, (laughs) Just fantastic with a cat on it, so she has to wear it. GI Joe will return after these messages. Savage is attacking. And General Warhawk with their battle action weapons, each sold separately. Now back to GI Joe. Uh, I love that they're Someone they go that. and uh, they're like, oh, Ben Franklin, you gotta like go help and do all this shit." And he's like, "No, no, no time." Meanwhile, this Doctor Franklin is having a secret meeting upstairs about just that subject. Dude, if it's a secret fucking meeting. Maybe don't blab it to everybody. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, gonna kids, end up on you. Twitter in a in a matter of minutes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, what have we learned about people in power uh, from recent investigations? When they're doing shady shit, they tell everybody. Apparently, yeah, it's true. I'm just saying. So they go there uh, to 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 figure it out. Uh, nobody will write the Declaration of Independence. They lean on and on Thomas Jefferson who is Ben Stiller uh, phoning it in. I've never... Can we get a little sound pull of just Jefferson saying anything? Because Hold on, it was, because I need to hear John Adams explain why he can't write the fucking ah, Declaration of Independence. You're right. <laughs> My shrill insistence and lack of tact have made me too obnoxious. If like that is it. not a thing that Gina has to say to her co-workers four times a day, I will eat my hat. Uh, how, how did you decide to go with me instead of Ray on that? I'm curious. I'm curious which one is funnier. <laughs> I feel like shrill insistence is is more Gina. Lack of tact is more Ray. That's uh-huh, a very fair uh-huh, point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but like people still want you around, Gina. Um Whereas, <laughs> you know, when I heard that line, I literally in my own in my head, I just said, so we're going with realistic dialogue in this episode. Excellent. <laughs> Very natural. Very natural thing for a person to say. Um, uh, 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 so uh, please, uh, any anything that Ben Stiller said, because he uh, did not care. <laughs> I got more conviction out of Zoolander 2. It will be an honor to turn what talents I have to this cause. I only hope I prove worthy. Yeah, man. The, the famed orator, Thomas Jefferson. It'll yeah. be an honor to turn on our talents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, were you doing that to your shoes? <laughs> Can you get your head up when you talk a little bit? No, it's not my take on Jefferson, sir. <laughs> what the F is happening? Uh, that, that brought me joy. Uh, uh, they he ends up like right rewriting the Declaration of Independence like a hundred times and keeps crumpling it up and throwing it away. So they the kids steal his trash so they can read it. Uh, yeah, it's this the is same thing every time. Jake Gyllenhaal in in Nightcrawler kind of moment. We're like, uh, we, we need to figure out what he's doing. Okay, I'll sneak in and grab his trash. We'll look through it. Yeah. Also, 
that's a lot of expensive ass paper that he's just crumpling yeah. up and throwing away. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Yeah. And back can. then they had to like, they had to make that paper. Paper yeah, didn't just yeah. happen. Dude's not like writing two lines and throwing the paper away. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got to kill a pig every time he wants more ink. <laughs> oh yeah. It, everything about it. And so, and here's the deal though. They answered my problem because they reach out to Reverend John Witherspoon of New Jersey who they need to convince. And what does he say? He says, hell yeah. I'm in. Reese's great-grandfather. Thank you. Uh, They say, let's vote. And they say, we're not going to vote yet. It's raining. Uh, Oh, yeah, because they, uh, uh, they, there's rain. And then the question that the kids say, uh, uh, the girl says, uh, uh, um, Sarah, she goes, we need to stop and help these guys. Uh, Their cart broke down in the rain. And I love the fact that James literally just turns to her and goes, fuck them. Yeah, this is a very, very American attitude, by the way. Like, he's like, why? Was amazing. Why would we help them? And she's like, why? uh, because it's the fucking right thing to do. And he's like, what are you? But we'll get wet. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was but what wild. if we're murderers? If we stop to help them, we will be murdered. You know what? For a second, I thought that it was going in the direction of like, is this another blacksmith situation where they're going to be? Oh, okay. But that's a little too exciting for this show. I think they're allotted like one one child danger per per show, and they already had it. Oh, I hope <laughs> that is he gets one thing. Every episode, <laughs> this show is really all about. We have a problem. Thankfully, we solved it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the through line of this entire show. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. Like any, like nowadays when I see shows that are like, oh, these two characters are, are deceiving each other. Oh, they owned up to it immediately? Good. Like, I kind of like it because for so long we had so many tropes that were like, oh, communication would solve this problem yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I don't hate the fact that it's like not – like, oh, let's spend an entire episode figuring out how to get a kid out of a barn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, so, uh, and one of those people turned out to be Reverend John Witherspoon of New Jersey, who was on his way to vote yes. Uh, and this is where the historical uh, it breaks down a little bit because uh, I looked it up because I thought that was weird. Uh, it turns out there are two states holding it up because they want it to be the United States, right? united so they want unanimous everyone who votes votes yes and the two states holding it up according to the show delaware and pennsylvania right that is what they said and delaware the problem is a guy named caesar rodney and he's real uh he's sick can you can you kids this is so important to the fate of democracy can you three small children take horses to delaware from pennsylvania get this sick guy and bring him back here overnight no, they send Moses, who is very clearly an adult, and and the boy, and the white boy. We're going to Portland. <laughs> um, so they, they get him, and he rides his own horse there, and at one point falls off of it in something that upset me. <laughs> it was very <laughs> upsetting. But he gets in the door, and then they say, uh, okay, now that Delaware's here, everyone is good. Oh, no, wait, Pennsylvania didn't vote. So all the states but Pennsylvania voted to ratify except for Pennsylvania, which I thought in the moment was weird because Ben Franklin represents Pennsylvania, right? So I looked up actual history of the actual Declaration of Independence, and did you know that of the 13 colonies, 12 of them voted for independence and one abstained because they weren't sure which direction to go? 
that state was not Pennsylvania. That state was New York. New York, look it up. Historically, New York was not did not vote in favor of the Declaration of Independence. And every time I see a New Yorker who I already have beef with, <laughs> the next time I see Kevin Goatee, I am letting him know that New York failed to ratify the deck. Now, two weeks later, they figured it out and said yes, but they were the one state that abstained in the moment. I don't know why they said it was Pennsylvania when it was not. Pennsylvania and South Carolina voted no. New York abstained. Not on July 2nd when the actual thing happened. The actual thing we're talking about in this episode. They needed a unanimous approval, and this is how it ended up going. Uh, wait, did they? When did they actually say it was Pennsylvania? That I don't remember them saying it was Pennsylvania that abstained. They were saying there were two states that we that are voting no: Delaware and Pennsylvania. Chan, get me a sound poll. Got the yes vote for Pennsylvania. Mister Dickinson saw the inevitability of our cause and stayed home. Uh, yeah, that's that's what they said. And that's not true. That is not what happened. And I guess no. I'm a little bit upset that this historical PBS show no. is lying. I'm literally I'm literally reading it right now. John Dickinson abstained, leaving Pennsylvania's delegation three to two in favor of independence. Dickinson, recognizing the symbolic importance of a unanimous decision, did not cast his vote. Aha. Uh-huh. So they did vote yes, but again, New York completely abstained from the vote until two weeks later. But that's not who they're talking about. They're talking specifically about Dickinson in the episode who who abstained. He did. And then left Congress. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> so you were wrong, just like I'm I not said. wrong. They just said we had unanimous, but they didn't. That's a lie. It's a lie on the American children. No, no, it is still unanimous. It's still unanimous. Listen, I'll read it again. John Dickinson and Robert Morris, both opponents of independence, abstained, leaving Pennsylvania's delegation three to two in favor of independence. Dickinson, recognizing the symbolic importance of a unanimous decision did not cast his vote. Abstaining does not mean it's not unanimous. I think you're misunderstanding what abstaining means. Uh, I don't like the fact that they seemed to imply that there were states getting in the way and not voting. And it was actually New York and who they don't mention at all. But you can, you can just admit that you can just admit that you were wrong and you were misunderstanding what was going on. I don't think I'm wrong about any part of this. What are you talking about? Pennsylvania voted. Yes. Chan, How you understand this, right? Vote in the July 2nd vote on independence, the resolution for independence agreed to July 2nd, 1776, in the handwriting of Charles Thompson, Secretary of the Continental Congress. Thompson's marks at the bottom right indicate the 12 colonies that voted for independence while the province of New York abstained. Also, so, New York, whose provincial government was then fleeing the invading British army, abstained. That's, that's why they abstained. It wasn't because uh, they Nancy were opposed. Boys out there. I'm literally on the Philadelphia Encyclopedia about the Declaration of Independence. More like nanny state, not New York. 
I, I just like that you said, oh, this episode got something wrong. And I said, I think you were probably misunderstanding it. I just proved, Chan and I together just proved that you were misunderstanding it. Chan just repeated what I said. Mm, no, no. Why? What is happening wrong. right now? You just repeated the fact that I had that, yes, no states voted against it, but not every state voted for it, which to me represents true unanimity. But that's not the definition of unanimous. Well, no, it is the definition of unanimity. So Thank you. I can't believe I have to argue this. Literally, the sentence in here, the Congress voted unanimously in favor of independence. Except yeah. for the people who didn't vote. Everyone New said York. Yes. Everyone who voted said yes. Yes. Th that, yes. Ch Chan understands it. Thank you. I Are as we... well understand it still talking about this i can't believe it myself <laughs> i just want him to admit that he was wrong and i i properly predicted because before we started this podcast ray said ray basically said i'm not gonna tell you what it is but this episode got something wrong and my response was i think you probably <laughs> misunderstood it and you said no no i didn't and you are welcome to google in real time and see <laughs> that welcome you to are google. wrong and you did and you sh and, and chan? you did and chan repeated what i said Victor, now I'm gonna need the people at home. You've heard this entire uh, too long conversation. <laughs> this this never goes in your favor, and you just make people mad for being sexist. I just make Gina mad. No, you clearly. There have been several people on Twitter who have said, "Well, you guys need to stop bullying Gina because she's usually right." This is outrageous. First off, we do not bully Gina on this show. If anything, we've learned Gina is the true bully of I knowing mean, is half the podcast. Yeah, he is channel. correct on that. Thank you. So uh, for this particular issue, I need hashtag I blame New York. Ray is correct. What a bunch of nanny state losers or hashtag Gina got it right. Ray again. got it wrong. I want I would just want Gina got it right again because this this just keeps happening. And I think I think at this point, if I murdered you, we could use these tapes as just uh, to make it justifiable homicide. We uh, can no use the past convict. seven years worth of, of tapes. Look, if you murdered me live on the air, no listener would vote to convict. I'll say that right now. Even if one of those uh, uh, people were uh, Ray's wife, I think she too would be like, yes. yeah, Chan, 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 I said listeners. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just saying. Uh, okay, so uh, I like the bit with Caesar Rodney. Uh, he's honestly, he's a character in the Declaration of Independence story I didn't know about. Uh, I think his story is kind of awesome. And uh, I appreciated this show bringing me something about history I didn't know that I thought was kind of kind of rad. That this I had dude, to look it up because I was like, happen. did he like keel over the next day? Like, what is this? Why is he fucking coughing? And, you know, like he's got the consumption. Uh, it was asthma and cancer. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He becomes the uh, president of Delaware for a few years. And then uh, like six years later, dies of cancer. That's a pretty good run for, for cancer yeah. back then. Not bad. Like, that's what I thought. But uh, yeah, you, he got his poop together. You know, you got to make that guy president of uh, Delaware. I mean, you know, to be fair, I think isn't uh, 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 who's president of Delaware now? <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, Nobody knows. Joe Biden, I suspect. I think Joe Biden's <laughs> president of Delaware. That's a good point. Uh, okay. So here we go. At the end of it, at the end of all of this, they get the, the Declaration of Independence, 
And then we just cut to random soldiers around town losing their shit. Like, it's just a big, like, we did it. Like, they just won the Super Bowl. And then it's like, go get them. And then they're just like, oh, well, why are they so excited? It's just a piece of paper. They're like, I don't think you understand. This piece of paper got them fired the F up, and they're going to go murder some Brits. There are so many peas and carrots in this episode. <laughs> they're just like, rubble, 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 rubble. Oh, yeah. rubble, 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 rubble. Um, a lot of Hamburglar. Independence! Freedom! I'm expecting, hey, independent, oh, hey, oh. oh, just some people just, oh, <laughs> to be fair, if you've been to a football game, that's not abnormal. <laughs> uh, and, they, and they sum it up by saying it's all about the power of words. Yeah, that's it. It, this is like multiple mentions, like she, the girls, like three, three times during the episode, she's like. I told you, words are important. It's um, like I said, words are important. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, the way I see it, this chick is the Gina to some sort of idiot American Ray. Oh, no. And so she needs to repeat any lesson 8,000 times. Well, uh, 100%, because at the end there, he's all... I'll never forget about the power of words. And I would swear that he was like, oh, yeah, like immediately afterwards, the the girl's like, yeah, I told you that. He was like, I don't remember that. I just yeah. feel like I just knew that the power of words was important. Yeah, I, knew I exactly. like this character. And, then, and then like tomorrow he's going to be telling Henri like, hey, so yesterday I thought of this idea. It's about the power <laughs> of words and how they're important. <laughs> oh, man. And then she's going to be like, I was the one who thought of that. And he's like, uh uh-huh, no, I think I would have remembered if you. And then like the, the next week, he'll be like, Henri, remember when you had that great idea about the power <laughs> of words? And Henri will then be like, dude, that wasn't me. That was the girl. And he'll be like, no, it was definitely you. What <laughs> girl? Yeah, thank, I, to be fair, I don't think we really broached it, but um, Sarah, uh, the girl, was like remarkably pro-British and anti-independence in this episode. Like she does say on a couple of occasions, like she kind of downplays them doing what they're about to do. And I thought yeah. that was a little a little wild. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like, not going to lie. It would have been weird as fuck at this time in this time period to have a British character living it living in America who wasn't pro British, especially, especially because like independence, you know, like had come up in certain circles. They talk about Thomas Paine and things like that, but it would have been really weird. So I'm glad that they didn't have her be like, yay, America. Like, yes. Uh, like, I'm glad that she's like, wait, why would you want to break away from like the British? Like we're fucking great. Yeah, I'm literally here, sent here to rule you. This is a yeah. good setup. It also says in, in on the Wikipedia page, at the start of the series, she's a firm loyalist, which sparks many arguments between her and James. Later in the series, she has a change of heart and realizes how much she has come to understand the people of the colonies and ends up supporting the revolution. Oh, yeah. 100% that's why she's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, see, we were right all along. Huzzah. Huh. I wonder if uh, if this was uh, written by a British uh, company 
if it would have a different point of view. <laughs> it also says at the end of the series, her mother joins her in in the. Oh, snap. Oh, she's here looking for her father, it says, which I guess uh-huh. is, a, is some sort of plot point. I mean, she's already got a daddy. I don't know what she needs. <laughs> yeah, Ben Franklin's the dad who stepped up. <laughs> and in. Don't worry about that. Uh, also, they're like pulling down statues, which feels a little weird. Oh, it's yeah. Just, they pulled the horse statue. She's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, it felt like the Saddam statue moment, right? That's what it felt like to me. And it was written right around the same time, isn't it? No, that was like 2003. It was the following year when the Saddam statue got pulled down. Yeah. Um. But geez, oh, Pete's what a what a wild card. Like, uh, it's fine. Uh, you know, I, I I was really worried. And here's the deal: uh, having just recently listened to a podcast called Behind the Bastards, uh, <laughs> where they talked about Rush Limbaugh's children's books uh where uh, little rush uh, uh it's a time traveler uh, with like a magical horse who goes back and tells you the conservative versions of historical <laughs> events it's as disgusting as it uh sounds like it should be and i was very worried not knowing this was on pbs at first which assuaged my concerns a bit I was worried it was going to be like that like have you seen these things like uh, there's a lot of conservative history children's uh, stuff out there, cartoon shows, books, etc. I used to get a lot of ads for this thing called the Tuttle Twins, which I was just like, oh, all right, you know, teaching the value of uh, money. And it turns out, no, this is a libertarian children's book written to make them love capitalism. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, and I was very concerned coming into Liberty's Kids that we were about to get Rush Revere. Uh, the cartoon no, show. No, if you've ever watched any other PBS shows, like they take that shit serious. Like PBS, like does studies about like how things will impact kids. Like they're the yes, the only like responsible, like you know, like like therapists were hired on Sesame Street and and things like that. So I I yeah. knew it was probably going to be. I mean, boringly educational. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you don't need to watch this. It is, uh, we have made it a delight. It's boring as fuck to watch. Yeah. But I, would, Chan- I think like this is something that like it, I, I probably would have enjoyed if I was like pretty young. And I, and I would, if I had a kid, I, I mean, like there was a, there was a period of time where like mostly what my brother and I watched was, like Sesame Street and stuff like that. So, so that my, my, like my parents would know they didn't have to monitor it, you know, like for anything bad. Sure. Well, I mean, of course you'd love it because they're spreading lies about New Jersey. Like, oh, <laughs> Thank look you. New Jersey is <laughs> America. You. Like, yeah. Oh, look, it's before they uh, made that baloney that they called Taylor ham. Oh, they were really <laughs> great back then. <laughs> I just bought a dope Taylor ham t-shirt. Oh I've, my God. No doubt. No part of me doubts it. No, no part of me doubts it. You might have even not done that, and I still believe you. Conviction. Conviction in your words. I um, also have a uh, uh, t-shirt with a fucking slab of bologna on it. Listen, listen, if you got a food t-shirt based on where you're from, mm-hmm. which is Bakersfield. I want to say Bakersfield. Oh, really? <laughs> I want to say uh-huh. some shitty place in California that's kind of red. 
Jesus. <laughs> uh, they call it San Francisco, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they, you or wait. did you not ever live in Bakersfield? Didn't you live there at some point? Did I live in Bakersfield? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you're a Bakersfield kid. You're not a San Francisco kid. Or do people in Bakersfield, is it like New Jersey people who say they're New Yorkers? Do people no, in Bakersfield li- say they're from no San Francisco? No one from New Jersey <laughs> says they're a New Yorker. Oh, my God. Their no football one. teams say that they're New Yorkers, and they're in New Jersey. The, the, first of all, I'm assume, I don't know how football works, but I'm assuming those people aren't from New Jersey. They're playing on New Jersey football teams. Uh, the, the stadium is in New Jersey and both teams say they're New York teams, but that's just not, like that's most not the same. Anyone Jersey. who lives and, and grew up like no one in New Jersey wants to be no, is lying to anyone to tell them that they are from New York. I have Look, I have experienced this is fascinating, things. but I'm going to turn off the recording now. <laughs> What? No, but you if me need and to Gina tell us what arguing. your Bakersfield meat shirt is. Oh, yeah. You never answered the Bakersfield question. That is your point of origin. Is Here's it not thing, Robert even, Clark Chan? Even if you came back from Hawaii with a spam t-shirt, like, because your mom oh. lives there, I would be in favor of that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, my mom lives in Northern California, so I suppose I could go around wearing weed <laughs> Wait, why? Why did I think she lived in Hawaii? I don't that know why you thought that. Good question. I, <laughs> I just went like with it. The answer to that. I'm like Gina you, would know. I thought when you went to Hawaii, you were like, "Oh, we're staying with my mom." No, I went with my mom oh. on a like a week long vacation oh. to Hawaii. This is Pennsylvania, New York, all over again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, mean, I I I feel like maybe I need to side with Ray on this one. I remember the basics: your mom non-cap. and Hawaii and spam. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you need to know anything about me, if you're a fan and want to like get the whole Chan experience, who would uh, Hawaii spam my mom? That's it. Yeah. There's there's one thing I know about Robert Clark Chan. It's that his mom lives in Hawaii and loves spam. <laughs> there's one thing I learned from this episode. That is a fact. Uh, that and uh, Caesar Caesar Rodney, I think his name was Caesar uh, Rodney. Yeah, asthma uh, cancer. So if you were a Patreon, uh, Patreon. If you're a patron at Patreon.com/slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast, uh, uh, I'm going to make a post when this episode comes out. We need some. We need some. Not just episodes. We need holiday specific episodes. What's the next holiday I, coming up? Labor Day, um, Memorial Day, Fourth. I mean, we're we're already going to be birthday. past Fourth of July. It's my birthday. My birthday is in early August, and so what we're going to need is special themed episodes for my birthday. No, if anyone does that, I am quitting. <laughs> <laughs> we need my birthday. Uh, and then the then Labor Day. If you can find us a good Labor Day episode, first off, awesome. <laughs> I mean, off, that would that would be pretty damn cool, to be honest. Cool. If someone I mean, I've been find trying it. to find like communist cartoons and having a real tough time of it. Oh, you're just uh, looking at the wrong places. I think it's really just Labor Day, and then and then Halloween. Yeah. Wow. There's Bastille Day. Come on, y'all. We're French oh, guys. Bastille Day. Only celebrates Bastille Day, which we we celebrate by watching the Man in the Iron Mask. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's it. But you can go to Patreon.com/slash Knowing Us Half the Podcast and join us there. Uh, please, I want your suggestions. We're going to we're going to incorporate a bunch of your suggestions into upcoming episodes. Find a find a. This is a present for Ray on his birthday episode. I guarantee we do it. Oh, we won't God. tell them until we're already <laughs> recording, and then Gina's going to quit the show, it's and it's going to be, be a real moment. It's it-
Better be something that's just like sock puppets or like, I like food. I am smart. I do this. And then so Ray can follow the plot. And it's oh, just so nice. Is that a, disagreeing is that a with, with version of you, Gina? <laughs> I was going to say that sounded like stuff Gina would say. I didn't want to say it, but when Chan you said like it, I food, will agree. I am smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I can also follow a plot that's slightly more complicated than a show for eight year olds. <laughs> well, there is that. I mean, you are making good points right now. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, you can also hit us up facebook.com slash knowing it's half the podcast as well as twitter.com. The bird app is dying. Ladies and gentlemen, not for me. I'm getting more engagement than ever. I'm getting more, uh, fake, uh, spam accounts following me than ever. And I'm seeing more Twitter blue, awful people on every replies. Now there is actually, there is a Google Chrome thing. If you're not on your phone, you're on your PC. And you can have it so every Twitter blue person is automatically, uh, uh, their messages don't appear. No, and I'll I've tell got, you, it has improved my experience. Uh, I've got, I get no negative engagement anymore. Maybe because I've, maybe because I've successfully blocked people. But I, I currently have a tweet from yesterday that has 662 likes. It's about the, wow. it's about how much uh, Netflix should eat a dick. Uh, because they put, they, they made that stupid fucking restaurant. Uh, and if anyone eats at it, I will personally shit in your water supply. <laughs> Gina spreading cholera for the cause. Yeah. I'll, I'll cholera anyone's ass who eats at that place. 662 <laughs> likes, th- 238, uh, retweets. I've never been so popular as when everyone else left Twitter and my tweets are the only ones to be liked. I also have no negative feedback from my uh, tweets. I guess I can't see any kind of a post without going into the comments and seeing at least 20 blue check marks. No, this is because of who you are. This is because of who you are essentially as a person and who you follow. And also probably because I don't follow (laughs) any Nazis. What are you talking about? Also probably because of your other fucking podcast. Because every every negative interaction that I had with people who are now blocked (laughs) was someone that James knew. But my problem is I block all 20 of them and then I look to the next post and it's 20 brand new idiots. Well, you're doing something wrong because Chan and I are both thriving. Chan's not even on Twitter anymore. And that's why I'm thriving. (laughs) Oh my God. Get those hashtags in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Let Philadelphia freedom rate and patriotic voices sing Red, white, and blue, never give up You represent America Open and praying for a brighter day I listen to my heart and I obey How can I see it any other way? Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like, goal. Like, Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny. 
who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like... Is because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.